Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. to the show it is a great show it is a terrific show it is a tremendous show frankly the best probably the sweatiest for blonde too you can ask anyone about that people often do this is the matt and blonde show my name is matt christensen i am flanked on my right by my very warm and wonderful co-host as always blonde welcome hi you gonna survive it's a uh, seriously 90 degrees in this room all right so i don't know We'll see how big those pit stains get. Although the light's on me, you know, we might have a competition tonight. And I apologize for the late start. I don't know why DLive was not accepting our stream. I had to click a few buttons and figure out what was going on. Now it looks like it is. So Whoa, look at that. I think we're good to go on all platforms. Thanks for uh, being patient with us. And of course, um, happy 4th of July and, and welcome to a rare and special Thursday night edition of the show in lieu of a show on Sunday night, which um, we hope you will spend with your friends and family. Of course, we'll do an abbreviated show tonight and catch up on all the week's news before heading into the holiday weekend. Uh, Kind of pretty surprising news. At least it caught me by surprise. Bill Cosby is a free man after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court vacates his sexual assault conviction on technical due process grounds. I've been reading about it all day. I've decided I hate everyone in this yeah. case. So yeah. I, I don't I don't think anybody's right uh, from Cosby to his accuser to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. We'll go through. Uh, all of the oddities and complexities of the case. Uh, Tucker Carlson, meanwhile, alleges the NSA has been spying on him. 
Hmm. We'll go through uh, what he has to say. Um, yeah, this would be a bigger story if the NSA wasn't spying on Tucker Carlson. So. That, that's one fair way to frame the story, I suppose. Yeah, at some level, it's like, you know, I want to see a little more specific information out of Tucker. But on the other hand, I'm gonna, am I going to be so naive as to believe that such things aren't happening, not just to Tucker or Tucker specifically, but to a wide array of people for political reasons? Yeah. That yeah, seems awfully foolish. Uh, a story I hope that you will laugh at. I certainly did. A Minneapolis city council member is held hostage by the mob he otherwise supports and is hilariously forced to sign a list of demands. It is the first openly transgender black public official in the country being heckled by a mob of Black Lives Matter activists, each of them pointing the finger at each other, arguing about who enables white supremacy the most. Yeah, would have been funnier if he got murdered spectacularly, but okay, I'll settle for this. <laughs> Theoretically, Susan, would you know there's a trans murder epidemic in this country? <laughs> and it's driven by prostitute? Puerto Rico. Facts. Oh, oh yeah, it's Puerto Rico's fault. Okay. Yeah. And um, as we'll get to in a moment, Blonde was right. I will concede defeat in this particular ongoing debate because the NFL has acknowledged once and for all, football is officially gay. Super gay. I've been saying it for years. They wouldn't back me up. So right about everything. We'll catch up, catch up with that in a moment. We'll check in with Super Chats as usual on YouTube, Tippy Stream, and Trovo. We're just going to wait uh, till the end of the show tonight because we've got an abbreviated show. But the same rules apply. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, of course, because we are, well, the, the Thursday Sunday show. But you get what I mean. Uh, because we are no good low down money grabbers. Uh, so we'll catch up with the chat at the end of the show. And before that, it'll be all this and more in your favorite, I don't know, hour, 90 minutes of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And don't forget that we have the show store up and running. We have t-shirts. We have mugs. We have hats. We have it all. Plus, we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance-free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap straight to your door each and every month so you never forget soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers all their soaps in a liquid form as well. And Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off from Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners for listeners. Um, just to be totally clear on what's kind of a screwy schedule right now, just one announcement, no Sunday show for the 4th of July, but the schedule does resume as normal on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, July 7th. So we'll do a call in show stream as usual that Wednesday Sunday show resumes as normal July 11th. 
And of course, have a happy 4th of July on one of the few Sundays that we miss. I don't think we've missed a Sunday since my wedding was the last one. So we've got we've had a pretty good run. Oh, yeah. And before that, it might have been years. It might have been uh, your wedding before that, that we missed a Sunday. I don't think I missed a Sunday for my wedding. Maybe, maybe you didn't. Maybe we missed like a Christmas Sunday or we rescheduled for something like that. I can't remember. Damn, we're consistent. That's the key. That was, uh, that was the plan five years and change ago. And here we mm. are. All right. Uh, did you see, <laughs> did you see what happened with the LA police department with ATF assistance, uh, mm. disposing of some illegal fireworks, keeping I you safe. safer? Yeah, keeping you safe, the LAPD, uh, in cooperation with the ATF, well, there will be a lot fewer fireworks in Los Angeles over the weekend after police confiscated a stockpile of illegal fireworks on Wednesday. Nine LAPD officers and one ATF agent were taken to nearby hospitals along with six civilians when police seized over 5,000 pounds of commercial-grade fireworks from a South Los Angeles home and arrested a 27-year-old man housing them. Police then attempted a controlled detonation in, a, I guess, a vehicle built to contain explosions. The, Why would the vehicle, they even bother doing this? As we'll hear from the L.A. police chief or an L.A. police department official in a moment, they were following protocol. Um, but the vehicle obviously did not contain the explosion. Here's here's what it looked like. Frightening incident in Los Angeles Wednesday <laughs> after a bomb squad truck carrying confiscated illegal fireworks exploded unexpectedly, injuring 17 people. Footage of the explosion captured on video by CBS News and by radio station KNX 1070's Pete Demetrail shows a truck carrying some of the fireworks exploding blowing windows out of nearby buildings and tossing debris into the air and street. The unexplained explosion happening as a bomb squad was attempting to dispose some of the fireworks, detonating them in a vehicle with a containment vessel designed to withstand explosives. The force of the blast destroying the container. Protocols were, uh, uh, were, were followed and pursued, but something happened in that containment vehicle that should not have happened. And we don't know why. None of the injuries were life-threatening. The LAPD giving a warning to residents for this upcoming holiday weekend. Tonight is a clear demonstration of the true and, and clear and present danger that fireworks in this city pose. Is that what it is? Just the fireworks are the danger. Nobody would have been injured except a few Mexicans would have gotten their hands blown off if they would have just been distributed normally. You could have lit lit lit. You could have fired those fireworks off in the street as intended, and it would have been safer than this yeah. supposed disposal method. But why um, even bother doing this? Why, I don't know. Not? The, the, as far as the damage, the explosion reportedly flipped cars and shattered home windows across a two block radius. Oh About God. 12 homes were under mandatory evacuation Wednesday. And I, granted, I'm not totally clear on what the protocol is here, but when he says protocols were followed, you have to explain what in the hell protocol means detonating a pile of fireworks in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Yeah. I in a concentrated fashion. I, I get maybe you have a tr you, you detonate them in a containment vehicle of some kind. I understand that. But why would you do it there? That I don't uh, yeah, care. Take it somewhere else. The 27 year old man who had the fireworks is facing charges. The police who actually blew up the neighborhood are not, of course. <laughs> Just a, a reminder, only the police and the government are responsible and capable enough to handle explosives and firearms and other dangerous <laughs> equipment, even when they're the mm. ones causing the massive explosives accidents. <laughs> 
So uh, that there's your California government and police keeping you safe from dangerous things no civilian should own. Uh, I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, for the longest time, you've been insisting on uh, this show that football is gay because of the tights and the men touching each other and all of those components. And, and, and the anal sex in the locker rooms. Yes. Course. Yeah. Part of the game, really. Uh, and I, <laughs> I've tried to defend it as a game of both elite athleticism and strategic uh, genius. And I would hope that um, if anyone was going to back me up in that debate, it would be this country's uh, premier professional football organization, the National Football League. Uh, no. Uh, at the closure of Pride Month, the NFL released an ad to confirm everything Blonde has been saying for years. Football is gay, says the NFL, as well as lesbian, transgender, and all the other rainbow things. Football's gay. Lesbian. Beautiful. Queer. Life. Uh, transgender. All the things. And then they say they support the Trevor Project because LGBT youth who have an accepting adult have a 40% lower risk of attempting suicide because it is a lifestyle that's so normal and healthy that if anyone questions it, the people living that lifestyle will kill themselves. That's how normal and uh, <laughs> and healthy this sort of thing is. Um, so if football is gay and football is America, then by the transitive property... Isn't America gay, too? Well, and if football is everything, everything was listed in there. So football is everything. Football is gay. Gay is everything or everything is gay. Everything is gay these days, isn't it? More things than not, certainly. Um, Pause nonsense. I've been saying it for years. Anyway, the real gayness lies in the people that failed to recognize appropriately that football is gay. Skag. I don't really have Tight a... pants, tackling, squatting. Listen, I'm, I'm giving you a full concession. I don't eat... At this point, I can't argue against the authorities on this matter. So I have to concede the point. What are you going to do? Are you, are you just going to watch football and just? Um, well, seriously speaking, last year's all the social justice, racial justice stuff um, caused me to tune out of the league entirely for probably about half the season. And then later in the year, I just wanted some escapism. So I got sucked back into Vikings games. Will mm -hmm. I watch them more? Hmm. Maybe, maybe sometimes not at the level that I did before. And I used to be really into fantasy football and following the league closely, not just the Vikings, but the league overall. Oh, I don't I do remember. that anymore. I don't do that yeah. anymore. Cause I, the I average American male has got to be looking at this being like, uh, what? Yeah. Well, why, well, why would you follow it anymore? Yeah. I, I, I don't tune in for a rainbow lecture and I don't think a lot of people do. And this announcement of course comes shortly after Las Vegas Raiders player, Carl Nassib announced that he is gay and he is the first, I believe active NFL player to be openly gay. Um, and he says he hopes for a future in which coming out isn't necessary. And ironically, everyone made his dream come true by not caring about him coming out at all, <laughs> which was hilarious. Um, He's like, no, but, I wanted you to care, but and Carl enough. Nassib, Carl Nassib and the NFL have been, have been met with nothing but blue check praise the entire time. But we're supposed to believe that there's some homophobia and oppression inherent in all of this. Anyway, it only gets weirder from here. Because, um, well, uh, this is probably the weirdest piece of Pride Month 2021, at least. Um, 
British social media influencer Oli London has long enjoyed uh, Korean culture and K-pop. Uh, it might be Ali London. I don't know the pronunciation. But in 2018, this person had the first his first undertaking in the surgical effort to actually look Korean, spending over 75,000 British pounds on surgery to look like K-pop star Jimin from the Korean boy band BTS. So 15 more surgeries followed after that at a cost of over 150,000 US dollars. And last weekend, Ali revealed his new Korean face and announced for Pride Month that he is now transracial and, and Korean. He just considers himself non-British Korean. So he, in addition to being gender non-binary, so don't misgender him and don't refer to him as British. Here's what he has to say. No, I've taken courage from these incredibly brave um, people and it is Pride Month at the moment. Oh so, you know, I thought this was the best time to do it. So I am going to come out today and say that I've been transitioning, but I am coming out as non-binary. Um, I don't feel I identify as male or female. I just feel like I'm just in the middle. And my pronouns are they, them, Korean, Jimin, because I know a lot of people don't understand me, but I do identify as Korean. And I do look Korean now. I do feel Korean. I don't identify as British. So please don't um, refer to me, any media or anyone online as British because I, I identify as Korean. That's just my culture. That's my home country. That's exactly how I look now. Do you see the before and after on this guy? Yeah. I mean, he looks like a Kardashian now. <laughs> yeah. Korean is pretty debatable. Uh, this is the original Ali London on the left. And if you're wondering what he's doing with this pink hair bit, he's trying to look like this um, this particular K-pop star here. Uh, <laughs> that's with the pink hair and all that. Pretty close. I can't tell which is which. I'm totally supportive of this. This is hilarious. Well, I, and I can see the silver linings here. I really appreciated just today. Ali London tweeted out Senator Elizabeth Warren identifies as Native American. So why can't I be Korean? <laughs> And of course, Rachel Dolezal has done this forever. And uh, it doesn't even end there. Two weeks ago, Ollie London posted, uh, this is my new official flag for being trans Korean. It's a rainbow Korean flag. And, and a lot of the responses to this are forcing people with pronouns in their bio or trans, <laughs> transgender activists or transgender allies mm. to sort of confront uh, the realities of whether you can be something whether you can be something you're not just by declaring it. So, so here's, here's a response from a, a person with a rainbow flag avatar who identifies as a furry. I'm sorry, but you can't just choose to be Korean. It's a nationality and ethnicity. You have to be born Korean just because you like the culture. Doesn't mean you can take it and become it. There is a way to appreciate a different culture. This is not it. Another person, um, who another another pronoun person says Korean isn't a pronoun, nor is it a persona you decide to suddenly take on because of K-pop hype. I'm glad you identify as non-binary and I applaud you for being transparent about that, but I can't commend you for taking a whole ethnicity and treating it like a persona. So for some reason, <sighs> race is this race or ethnicity are this special biologically defined trait, but you can adopt artificially adopt traits of another gender and actually become that gender. That is how do they square that circle? I'm enjoying watching them confront this. And I, I would like to hear the rules because even when Rachel Dolezal came out several years ago, I remember talking on this show about sure it might, it might be odd or, or whatever, but the logic that applies to transgenderism has to protect Rachel Dolezal. Does it not? 
This will make people more defensive about uh, retaining their racial integrity. So I think that we should probably lean into this. I saw some people in the live <laughs> chat like, we should be denouncing this. We should be talking about how terrible this is. Why? Why? This is awesome. Anything that highlights how preposterous the transgender agenda is uh, has got to be a good thing. This guy's clearly mentally ill, but that's really not my problem. Yeah, well, he, I hope that he, and, and maybe he's honestly, it's so ridiculous. I wonder if he's the most dedicated troll in the game. Because it's know. so silly, he, like this he really fucked his face up. I doubt he, it. He did, and this, but it's, this Elizabeth Warren name drop kind of had me thinking. Um, but you know, f- I hope that he's able to purge all these bigots from the community immediately. Good luck to him. <laughs> we'll uh, see if J- trans accept him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Good luck. Uh, I did Joe- want to. My dad just texted me and he said, "If Skag watches football still, he'll have a dick hanging out of his mouth before he can say Tom Brady." <laughs> I don't really like Tom Brady, but listen, I'm not even putting Everybody, up a fight. I like Tom Brady. I'm, I'm, I'm completely conceding these points. I, I'm not going to defend the NFL if the NFL doesn't defend itself. I don't know. I, I don't know. They've I lost just, the point. If you, if you can't escape into a sport, I just cannot see why anybody would watch it. Yeah. It's about escapism. Yeah, but they don't get it. Tell me about Uh, Joe Biden. uh, Joe Biden had another creepy moment this week. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not the creepiest thing, but the phrasing to me was just hilarious. So at the White House, he met with Israeli President Reuven Rivlin. And just as the meeting began, Joe said, uh, quote, it's not technically appropriate, but um, I have to admire your daughter. I'm happy to have uh, President Rivlin here. And uh, I don't want it's not technically appropriate but i i'm so delighted his daughter is here she's in the back right there and i got to i got to meet her and talk about our kids and grandkids and all the like at any rate i just want to thank the uh, the president for being here and uh okay that president guy is 80 his daughter i don't know exactly how old she is she's middle-aged so it's not like he's admiring another young girl in the crowd it's just, better than before. And she's, she's unattractive. So the phrasing, it's not technically appropriate, but uh, your daughter, like you should, <laughs> if you say it's not technically appropriate, then whatever you're going to say subsequently. Yeah. Don't. Just, and I only other Biden note I'll make is I have to acknowledge, I guess I was wrong. I thought Joe would be out by July 4th and here we are three days away. I guess I'm not eliminated yet, but it looks like that was going to, that's going to be a bad <sighs> prediction. Speaking of, uh, the walls continue to close in. Uh, Recall just a few weeks ago, the uh, Manhattan DA. I totally forgot about this. (laughs) And the New York AG, Letitia James. Never forget about Letitia James. Letitia, that's right. They had teamed up in this unlikely alliance to finally close the walls in on Trump and to bring him to justice and put him behind bars. Well, like every promise of this happening again, it, um, it just becomes a whimper that falls well short of its advertising, at least so far. So after extensive investigation, a grand jury has indicted Trump organization chief a chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, as well as the company itself on tax charges related to a supposed scheme to pay um, Weisselberg and possibly others, uh, other employees and other executives of the company off the books. So the Manhattan DA claims that he has evidence of falsifying records, and I guess he's shown the grand jury this. So he does have evidence of falsifying records, insurance fraud, and other tax fraud um, coming from Weisselberg and the Trump organization. The, the nature of the scheme here, supposedly, is that Weisselberg and other top company executives or other company employees were paid with fringe benefits that mm-hmm. were untaxed. So things like apartments or cars or non-cash items that were compensation for their employment, but weren't uh, taxed is the nature of, of this issue. 
So Weisselberg alone is accused of defrauding the federal, state, and city governments out of more than $900,000 in unpaid, unpaid taxes and undeserved tax refunds. The most serious charge against Weisselberg, grand larceny, carries up to 15 years in prison. The tax fraud charges against the company are punishable by a fine double uh, what they owe in taxes, supposedly, or $250,000, whichever is lar- larger. As of this afternoon, both Weisselberg and the company have pleaded not guilty. Yada, yada, yada. Bottom line, um, this is the other part of the story that doesn't get as much uh, in terms of big, bold headlines. Um, n- no charges are expected for Trump himself or any of his uh, direct family members. So it falls short of what the true believers were expecting. But Politico reports that the Manhattan DA has told Trump lawyers he does not plan to charge Trump himself in this matter or pursuant to allegations of of hush money payments or alleged real estate value manipulations. And there um, there's no indication that Trump family members will be charged are uh, uh, either rather. So waste of know, everyone's time. Surely after the Mueller investigation, um, Ukraine gate two impeachments, the entire state of New York and, and the district attorney in New York city combing through Trump's every book. Surely next time the walls will finally close him. The only other thing I wanted to mention quickly is um, is some more details on a, a prospective or speculated federal plea bargain for Derek Chauvin. So we mentioned last week that Derek Chauvin seemed to reference some sort of forthcoming announcement when he was mm-hmm. offering condolences to the George Floyd family at his sentencing hearing. And it was speculated at the time that, that Chauvin is close to a plea deal with federal prosecutors who have charged him with violating George Floyd's constitutional rights. Well, it was already speculated that deal would prohibit Chauvin from appealing his conviction in the state of Minnesota. We talked about that last week, but it's not just speculated anymore. Now, according to local CBS WCCO, multiple sources say those talks with federal prosecutors are in fact happening and the deal is close. It's speculated or at least claimed by these sources that as part of this plea deal, Chauvin would have to publicly explain what he did to Floyd and why. And you can bet that that's going to be basically a a coerced confession or coerced explanation. That's going to be something like an ISIS video that you're going to watch. It's not going to be Derek Chauvin explaining honestly (laughs) what he was trying to do and what happened. Uh, So that will be quite the video if that happens. A speculation um, for the prison time as, as part of this deal, or at least what these sources are saying, is that Chauvin will agree to serve his 20 plus year sentence that he already received, but serve it in federal prison instead of the state and not appeal that state conviction, as we mentioned. He so, is going to get so murdered. He might. And you wonder why would he agree to this? Well, if convicted in, in the federal court trial, he faces potentially life imprisonment, which, of course, is the maximum and seems kind of ridiculous given everything that's happened here. But it seemed ridiculous for him to get convicted on all charges in the state case too. And if you think he's going to get a fair trial by the feds, uh, good luck. So it's probably strategically in his interest to negotiate on something like this. I get where his team is coming from as, as unjust and ridiculous as I think that is. I understand why they'd have those talks. So stay tuned for what happens to Chauvin. But, um, Man, speaking of legal complications, these this uh, Cosby stuff, like I said, I basically hate everybody in this case. And what happened with Bill with uh, Bill Cosby's well, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania vacating Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction is is very complex. So on Wednesday, 
Bill Cosby was released from prison in Pennsylvania after the state Supreme Court overturned his sexual assault conviction from 2018. And there have been several iterations of criminal prosecution and civil lawsuits and all sorts of court appearances for Bill Cosby. So he was in Wait, court. This 20- was one woman. This was uh, the yes. basketball lady, right? Andrea Constant. Okay. Yes. Um, who I also hate in this case. <laughs> uh, Cosby has been in prison for more than two years of what is supposed to be a three to 10 year sentence for a, con- a conviction on sexual assault charges for this Andrea Constant case. He's now a free man without any possibility of retrial or appeal, at least in this case uh, involving that accuser, Andrea Constant, for which he was convicted. And uh, my understanding is the rest of the Cosby accusers are beyond the statute of limitations at this point. So unless somebody new came forward, Cosby is not going to prison again, um, Mm -hmm. at least for all of these cases. So here was Bill Cosby on a a Philadelphia radio show yesterday reacting to his release. This is not just a black thing. Mm. This is for all the people who have been imprisoned wrongfully, regardless of race, color, or creed. Mm-hmm. Because I, I met them in there. Um, when the story broke, I thought perhaps this was due to something about the facts in Cosby's case, because the conviction was largely based on this he said, she said fight between him and Andrea Constand. And the evidence uh, was kind of weak. But to go through how we got to this release, it's kind of a complicated tale. Um, And it actually, the Supreme court's decision has nothing to do with the facts of the case It has to do with process. So um, the, the Pennsylvania Supreme court says in a split decision that Cosby's due process rights were violated by Mm -hmm. prosecutorial misconduct, essentially. Uh, So way back in 2006, Andrea Constand sued Bill Cosby in a civil lawsuit and the two settled uh, the case for roughly three and a half million dollars. And the central allegations in that case were the same ones that were later brought to criminal court. Constand, who back in the early 2000s worked at Temple University uh, for the women's basketball team. uh, And Cosby was an alumni and a a celebrity booster at Temple. So that's how they came to know each other. In 2004, Constand says uh, Cosby drugged her and sexually assaulted her at Cosby's home. Hmm. So as part of of his testimony in this civil suit, uh, Cosby acknowledged giving women uh, he wanted to have sex with quaaludes, which is uh, a sedative. That's the most 70s thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) So under oath, Constan's attorney asked Cosby, quote, when you got the quaaludes, was it in your mind that you were going to use these quaaludes for young women that you wanted to have sex with? Cosby replied, yes. The lawyer asked a follow up. Do you ever give any of those young women the quaaludes or did you ever give them the quaaludes rather uh, without their knowledge? And before Cosby responded, his attorney objected and told Cosby not to answer. Now, as far as I'm aware, Cosby never admitted to giving women quaaludes without their knowledge or consent um, or giving Constand herself quaaludes. Cosby said that he gave her Benadryl one and a half tablets and he told her that it would help her relax. And according to him, he said she took it voluntarily. He's also maintained the entire time that the sexual encounter between them was was mutually consensual. Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever happened, that is basically the extent of the evidence. It's it's her word against his. And so the two settled this sexual battery and defamation case in 2006, this civil case, and they reached a confidentiality agreement not to discuss it publicly. 
But this 2006 civil case is what led to the undoing of Cosby's later 2018 conviction in which he's been in or for which he's been in prison. So at the time of the loss of the civil suit, the district attorney, Bruce Castor, who coincidentally you may remember was Trump's lead defense attorney at the second impeachment trial. Um, he was the DA in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania at the time, and he made an agreement with or announced that he would not charge Cosby criminally if Cosby were to um, give sworn testimony in the civil suit, partly on the basis that D.A. Castor thought there was insufficient evidence to get a criminal conviction. So obviously the original D.A. back in 2006 says, I'm not going to prosecute you, Bill Cosby, criminally. Go ahead and talk at this civil suit. Later down the line, the new DA obviously never did not uphold that agreement and they prosecuted uh, Cosby criminally. And of course, that's why he went to jail. So Kevin Steele became the Montgomery County District Attorney in 2016. He's the one that filed the criminal charges against Cosby just days before the 12 uh, 12 year statute of limitations would have given Cosby immunity. And Cosby was convicted on those sexual assault charges and sentenced to up to 10 years in prison. So flash forward to the appeal. And because the prior DA had agreed um, not to charge Cosby, and that promise was the basis for Cosby's testimony in 2006, the 2006 civil suit, which was then used as evidence in the 2018 trial, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that Cosby's due process rights were violated and his conviction is now vacated. The court wrote in part, when a prosecutor makes an unconditional promise of non-prosecution and when the defendant relies upon that guarantee to the detriment of his constitutional right not to testify, the principle of fundamental fairness that undergirds due process of law in our criminal justice system demands that the promise be enforced. The impact of the due process violation here is vast. The remedy must match that impact. He must be discharged and any future prosecution on these particular charges must be barred. We do not dispute that this remedy is both severe and rare, but it is warranted here indeed compelled. Okay. So that's how he got out. And this is my problem I'll explain my problems Mm. with everybody here, starting with Cosby. Um, So for Cosby or say at least the decision here that benefits um, Cosby or per the agreement, I suppose the agreement with the DA in 2005 was never formalized. So, Mm. and and this is my problem with Cosby's case. In addition to his quasi self incriminating testimony from back in 2006, You know, you can poke holes at it, but he's kind of, is he admitting to rape? No. Is he admitting to kind of odd behavior? Yeah. Um, Was he talking specifically about giving people quaaludes or was he also talking about the Benadryl? Because there's a huge difference between Benadryl and quaaludes. He, at the time, so he said at, in general, I have given women I want to have sex with quaaludes. He said that and he, but he said in the case of Andrea Constant, I gave her Benadryl with her consent. Ah, so the pleading the fifth was to specifically to quaaludes. I believe so. Well, at least the testimony they used was specifically referencing quaaludes. He may have spoke, okay. spoken about Benadryl in the case, though. I don't know. That's not great. So, <laughs> but this agreement with the DA was never formalized. It doesn't exist in writing. It was never approved by any court. All there is is this press release from DA Castor's office in 2005 um, announcing that he wouldn't prosecute Cosby. And any agreement they had was informal and verbal, calling into question the terms and the legitimacy of this agreement. Now, the press release that we're looking at is the only record 
uh, of this agreement that says the DA will not charge Cosby presently. But you scroll down and there's this language in in the press release, quote, District Attorney Castor cautions all party to this ma- all parties to this matter that he will reconsider this decision should the need arise. That to me does not sound like a definitive promise not to prosecute. I gather that if the DA's office reaches an agreement not to prosecute, I agree that it should be upheld by future DAs in that office. But I, there's no specific agreement that was ever published, approved by a court. Even this press release that we're relying upon says, listen, I may revisit this decision later. Yeah. That's kind of an issue to me if we're saying that that was a bomb-proof agreement that can't be violated. Now, for Constand and the accusers, their case remains very flimsy. So not only do we lack compelling evidence um, in this case against Cosby, at least forensic or physical evidence or even third party witness testimony or anything beyond the competing claims of Cosby and Constand. But um, Constand had a delay in reporting her story. It supposedly happened in early 2004. She didn't go to police until 2005. Uh, Constand has changed her story on when this happened and under what circumstances. She originally said it happened March 16th, 2004, after Mm. uh, dinner with a group of high school students. And then she later said it happened in January 2004, not after a dinner out, but during a one-on-one visit to Cosby's home to discuss her career plans. Constand continued to speak with Cosby after the alleged incident. She maintained contact with him for months. She even took her parents to meet Cosby in August of 2004. And uh, Constance case, that was kind of the original Weinstein, uh, Weinstein treatment, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, You'll you'll remember, just like in that case, they they brought up a whole bunch of these accusers whose claims were actually beyond the statute of limitations. Right. But it was still admissible for some inexplicable reason. Which seems to violate the spirit of the statute of limitations. Of course it does. Yeah. So you had that issue with Constan's case too. So bottom line, I, I'm just critical of everybody here. Um, I think Cosby at minimum is, is kind of a weirdo. I think admitting to using sedatives to, to bang chicks, even consensually is not exactly normal, upstanding behavior, whether or not it's criminal. Um, Constan's story, I just don't buy. I think she was a willing participant who cashed in and the Pennsylvania Supreme court to me is giving an awful lot of weight to an agreement that isn't explicitly documented and doesn't have clear terms. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of um, the actual morality of the things that he did, I think we do have a bit of a Weinstein situation on our hands where there's going to be a mix of people that maybe have rapey, credible situations, but most of it is an exchange of goods and services probably. Hmm. And without physical evidence, it's not like there's much we can do about it. Well, and it's entirely possible that a large volume of people can consensually participate in degenerate behavior. It could be true in Weinstein's case could be true in Cosby's case. Um, I, and I, I, I'm not inclined to believe that the volume of accusers really means anything, particularly when you're talking about someone of celebrity status with a lot of money. Yeah. Like a Brett Uh, Kavanaugh. Yeah. I, I don't think that I don't care if there are six accusers, 60, 600, whatever. When you're talking about someone that they can dig something out of, you got to have something more than just volume of people saying the same thing. Yeah. I don't think society is, is more endangered because he's, he's out of prison. He's so old. I mean, he's what? 80 something, 80 plus, I think. Yeah. I had a clip. I, I had to cut it, but he just barely hobbled into his house. There's people like drone are so footage outraged of him. by this, but I just don't feel emotionally invested in it. 
probably because he's so old the and best. because the claims were dubious at best initially. We talked yeah. about this at the time. We both were like, I don't know what to make of this. Well, and I feel odd, too, because obviously I'm a big due process advocate. I, I want to protect due process. Um, if I have to err, I guess I'd err on the side of being more protective of due process, which maybe the court did here. I just think the terms are so weak that if someone says, hey, uh, you know, I'm not going to prosecute you for now, kind of informally. I don't know. I suppose to give the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court as much credit as possible and to push back on my own opinion here. If you give prosecutors the authority to kind of fake people out with a a fake promise not to prosecute, then you get the information you want. Then you turn around and prosecute them. That's a dangerous but, door to open too. But police do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Police, not prosecutors. So I fail to see what the difference is here. Yeah. Like police are always, a, you know, they're investigating crimes. They'll bring somebody in for an interview and they'll say, like, I have physical evidence that mm -hmm. you committed this murder. We have, we have your fingerprints on the scene. They're allowed to do that. So from a prosecutorial standpoint, is it really that much different? <laughs> Probably not. You can also know. get it notarized. Get this in writing. Get a notary. They're, they're I just find reason. it odd that if it was agreed to that it wouldn't have been. Um, right. Documented. Very specific, clear, documented, all that. It wasn't. Anyway, everybody sucks. Moving on. <laughs> Tell me about uh, the Tucker story. Yeah, so Tucker Carlson has accused the Biden administration of surveilling his private communications in an effort to get his show taken off the air. I guess there's no surprise here. Let's watch the clip first. And then we'll Here's his original claim on Monday night. He broke this story. Yesterday, we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we are working on that could have only come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source for that information, period. The NSA captured that information without our knowledge and did it for political reasons. The Biden administration is spying on us we have confirmed that. Spying on opposition journalists is incompatible with democracy. If they are doing it to us, and again, they are definitely doing it to us, they are almost certainly doing it to others. This is scary, and we need to stop it right away. Hmm. I don't doubt that we're all being monitored, but sometimes I get the vibe that Tucker does stuff like this or makes claims like this, which are obviously true, but apply to a much larger group of people than anyone wants to realize, um, just so that he's more credible amongst dissident right wingers. Hmm. I'm getting really conspiratorial about Tucker. I used to love him, watch a show every day, but now I'm like, are you controlled opposition just so that we don't murder each other? Like all the people in this country. The, Tucker is a fed. That's the reason they had this connection. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> But this is not a bombshell allegation. Like, does that everyone remember Snowden? You're, we're clearly being monitored by the by the NSA. It should so. be. It should be. But I understand exactly what you're saying. That and yeah. so like everybody freaked out about this, and they're like, "Oh, total conspiratorial claim by Tucker Carlson." Blah blah. Nobody else on Fox News covered it, which was, you know, probably by Tucker's design to make him seem like he's not part of this this giant media organization. We forget sometimes that that Tucker is part of the swamp he is insofar as he's part of that corporate media environment yeah yes and yeah. how can you be part of the corporate media environment especially at that level 
and um, not have adopted some of their their corrupt attitudes and views. And then his family history is weird. I don't know. I just don't trust him anymore. We got this NSA denial. Kind of uh, yeah. people are really reading into the words of this. And I don't blame them because the NSA is always very Intel community is generally very crafty with their words. Who cares? They lie to our faces all the time. Who, who yeah. gives a shit what they're going to say? Anyway, what they said was Tucker Carlson has never been an intelligence target of the agency. That's kind of an intelligence target. You can still gather information from somebody that's not an intelligence target. Yeah, nobody uh, in the Snowden uh, revelations was a specific target per target se, but they all. still gathered yeah. up the phone records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the NSA has never had any plans to try to take his program off the air. So let's say that that was your intent, but you didn't do any extensive planning, then technically you really wouldn't have any plans. Would you? Um, They said this on Twitter. NSA has a foreign intelligence mission. We target foreign powers to generate insights on foreign activities that could harm the United States with limited exceptions, like an emergency. The NSA may not target a U.S. citizen without a court order that explicitly authorizes the targeting, you know, Edward Stonen, it wasn't even a decade ago. So did everybody forget about that? It really wasn't that long ago. Um, and for anybody that did forget, uh, the NSA secretly building a vast database of U.S. telephone records, um, millions of mobile calls, and it was like everybody. This was released in The Guardian 2013. And the Ninth Circuit, as recently as September, ruled that, yeah, that was a violation of the um, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, and it was likely unconstitutional as well. So that's not just theoretically illegal. Courts have ruled that illegal. And it's in the relatively recent past. And of course, I'm supposed to forget, too. The, the NSA is going to say, well, listen, we just deal in foreign intelligence. Nothing to see here. But that was the pretext that was used to monitor U.S. citizens in the Trump campaign. or oh, they're talking to um, foreign agents in Russia or Ukraine or elsewhere. Yeah. You You tap into a foreign agent as a means to incidentally uh, tap into someone who you maybe are more specifically looking at. And that may be what's going on with Tucker here. I do have some, cause I, I wish Tucker would be a little more specific. It's not that I don't believe him, but I wish he would share a little bit more information, but I don't want to jump on any more points that you have before I get to that. Um, yeah, I guess we should talk about this New York times piece, but, um, obviously the NSA has been collecting information domestically for decades and decades. And and I don't know why anybody's trusting the government at this point. However, they will pin stuff on people that have, um, not committed any illegal activity. And so I also think that there may be some merit in this argument that we're not all being monitored and watched all the time, because if they really wanted to take you out, they would just plan something on you and it would be way less labor intensive than monitoring your communications. Constantly. I suppose as brazen as they are these days, they're probably more efficient means of operating yeah. of operating. Right. I mean the, the NSA, that is a lot of data. Anyway, New York times um, released this piece. I actually thought it was kind of funny. Ben Smith, fucking Ben Smith. Hmm. Uh, apparently according to Ben Smith. So uh, who knows if there's any, any truth to this. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, has been giving stories to the opposition about Trump, about uh, political elites, even about himself. He's been feeding and he did used to work for CNN. So I don't know. I highly doubt this is true. And MSNBC. Or did he also, did he work for CNN too? Oh, was it MSNBC? I know he did MSNBC. I don't know, but he's, he's been on networks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I buy this either. I still want to, to trust Tucker. It would break my heart a little bit to know that there's nobody in mainstream media that we can rely on. No, like not one person. And he's so adorable and everything, you know, I, I like his family and it, I, I, 
I wish that I could trust Tucker, but I'm starting to think that uh, he can't be trusted. I Well, I'm trying to decide what's more naive, sort of believing a claim, a story as presented without evidence that I can evaluate myself or believing that the NSA and the rest of the intel community is looking out for me and following the Constitution. And I think the latter is probably more naive, even though I do believe the former is naive on principle. But the only thing I could I just wish Tucker would share a little bit more specific information because he's saying. The reason I know that they're spying on me is because I've received a tip from an NSA insider mm-hmm. who says, look, we have we know what the story is that you're working on. I- I'm not saying Tucker has to out his source, but could he tell us, could he share us, share some of that communication redacted to protect identities? Or could he share what that story is about? And I understand you're working on a big story. You don't want to break it too early, but this is the story now. This is the story. Whatever the story you were working on before is now kind of a sub piece of this. And how also could you possibly know? I can't believe that I'm even going to make this argument. But how could you possibly know that the lines of communication were contained within your emails and texts? There are multiple people working on every story. You have to assume, and that's like the, all it takes is one person to tell the right. chickies banging. And and that's a, a pushback that I think has to be mentioned, whether or not we think it's valid or not. But how did this information get acquired? It's totally possible that a leak happened. We know that. Maybe Tucker Carlson isn't a leaker, but based on that reporting, it seems like he taught. I'm not at least I'm not accusing him of being a leaker, but he's sharing information with people. It seems I don't know if that's a culture at his workplace to kind of share gossip behind the scenes, but that's a potential way that this happens. It's also possible. I can't believe I'm even given these days. I have such little faith in federal law enforcement, but it's possible that there's a legitimate crime investigation going on. And that could mean Tucker Carlson is the legitimate target of that or someone within his communication circle is remains a possibility. We just don't know. It's also possible, as I mentioned, that the NSA is actually going after somebody else and incidentally picked up Tucker's communication in that process, which could be innocent or pursuant to a valid legal investigation or it could be the sort of crap that we saw with Russiagate where we think we're spying on some foreign agent or we say that but we're actually picking up communications of US citizens for political reasons um yeah does anybody remember FISA that was even nearer in in time than yeah. <laughs> more recent than, than Snowden so bottom line i won't be surprised at all to see it confirmed yeah. that this happened I just want to evaluate a little bit more evidence for myself. And um, as much as I demand that and will uphold that standard before I believe anything, um, I I will not. I will not believe in the legitimacy and the honesty of the intel community um, by default. I certainly will not do that. With the censorious uh, mentality and ability of mainstream media and big tech, uh, if Tucker truly were of the mindset that he tries to portray, would he really be allowed to have so much influence? Why does he have so much influence? Why has he been given this massive platform? Yeah, would the powers that be allow it to happen? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I really don't think that they would. I mean, I, I like, I want to like Tucker, but but I also think that maybe this is the one thing that they've given boomer right-wing folk or constitutional conservatives to make us feel like we're being heard and listened to so that we don't murder everybody. He is the one thing keeping pe- keeping grandmas from walking through the Capitol even more. 
I know. Yeah. Don't stand in the Capitol. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too conspiratorial. Maybe I'm too blackpilled because of the the dealings in the past few years. But I just don't think that we can rely on him. And then he did the same like Ben Shapiro Capitol thing. We're like, ooh, this is so terrible. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, the other th- the only other thing I'll say on this is I I don't expect other media outlets to believe this um, just based on the claim. But I do notice the silence, not only at Fox News, but elsewhere. And it's not again, they don't have to believe the claim. It's just if true, the allegations are so serious that you'd have a government spying on a, a, a politically adversarial journalist that really all of journalism should come together in opposition or curiosity about that to sort of make sure that that's not in fact going on. Even if you fact check it and say fact check false, not happening. The lack of curiosity on this is uh, is pretty telling. Where's Jim Acosta? The free press is threatened. Sound the alarm. Where's all Well, that? CNN wrote about it and they were just like uh, Tucker Carlson of conspiracy fame, blah, fucking blah, mm. made spectacular claims in the past. And then I, I think they might have even re- referenced that sexual assault lawsuit that he had against him. I forgot about that. Wow. Somebody dug did, deep. but I, it was just preposterous. Anyway. Okay. We, we shall see if more information comes out on this story. Meanwhile, last story for the night. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to talk about this or couldn't wait to talk about it in Minneapolis. There was a hilarious collision of progressive Titans when a city councilman who identifies as a, uh, identifies as the first open first black openly transgender woman elected to public office in the United States, at least according to this person's Wikipedia, this is Andrea Jenkins got effectively. He was effectively held hostage in public by a black lives matter mob. So what happened is some sort of Black Lives Matter or social social justice protest was happening led by this guy recording the video that we'll see in a moment named Donald or DJ Hooker. And Councilman Jenkins shows up for this photo op and I guess claims to be an ally of whatever this protest is. So Hooker asks Jenkins what he's done for the cause lately. And, and Hooker says that that Jenkins, the city councilman, got in his face and hooker the protester had to tell councilman jenkins to calm down that's the allegation so then jenkins tries to leave in the car and hooker and the rest of the activists block the car until jenkins agrees to sign this list of demands and at first the the Uh, Jenkins, the city councilman and these activists are arguing amongst themselves about who's enabling white supremacism more. And then there's a short little while of frustration. And then Jenkins ultimately signs the demand document and surprise, surprise, that's still not good enough for the mob. After that, he has to sign it and date it too. She refuses to say she's going to support community. Three days before I get out of here. I got this it might be three days. In front of my fucking car, like he's holding it down. Like this ain't like this ain't fucking white supremacy right the fuck here. There you go, everyone. Andrew Jenkins, city council member, paid $125,000, gave me more money to the police, saying that I'm, that I, the person that's, that, you know, that's been out here with the people is upholding white supremacy. We're not asking no more, white lady. We demanding at this point. So why don't you just get back, sit back in your little seat and do your job and drive? How about that one? How about that one? I know. I got you. Everybody, Andrea is signing a piece of paper. Let me see the signature. Can I have a pen? Can I have a pen? She did. Andrea Jenkins. I really like that pen. Can y'all see her signature? Put your name and date it. 
Printing date. Printing date. Printing date. Printing date. What's today's date? Somebody throw out the date. Thank you. Well, you know. Seems like a prime opportunity to run over some BLM folk. That would have been a better headline. How how would that have been spun? How would the news possibly White cover supremacist that? White supremacist. Let me go after the driver. Driving, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's how they would do it. So I believe <laughs> the funder, uh, the funding that the activist, the, the initial guy on the camera there is talking about is in this February announcement <laughs> that the city of Minneapolis will... Now spend $6.4 million to hire more police after cutting $8 million from the police budget the year prior. So they defunded the police and then they refunded the police. Whoopsie. And it's hard to tell exactly what the demands are. You can see the list in the video there. What I see I reported. I bet they're stupid. What I saw reported, it's titled The People's Demands. And it calls for the formation of a community police accountability commission to reopen all the cases for murderers to drop the charges of all 646 2020 rioters, I guess, who have cases pending or perhaps they've been convicted um, to make all information on the murder of Winston Smith available. That was the guy who was shot by the feds, the felon shot right, by the feds right. after shooting at the cops uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. It is also demanded. Uh, the list also demands the resignation of Mayor Jacob Fry. And to leave the and to leave George Floyd Square alone. So this is this is the other hilarious thing in Minneapolis. George George Floyd Square with the black fist statue, where three or four times as many black people have been murdered um, as the original <laughs> Derek Chauvin incident. If you believe that was murder, but we don't care. One a point that I'll keep <laughs> emphasizing: one of the people murdered at George Floyd Square last summer was a pregnant lady, and we yeah. never talk about that. Yep. There were and there were a handful more. So lots more black lives were lost at George Floyd Square since it became George Floyd Square. But the, the city and the city of Minneapolis has been saying, uh, no, we're not taking down the big black fish statue. No, we're not taking down the memorial. We would just like to make a roundabout around it so that, you know, cars can drive through. And that's not good enough for the activists. They have to protest that, too. So they want George Floyd Square to remain intact. And it's, I'm not exactly clear on how long this whole encounter went on. Uh, but I see no mention uh, so far uh, in any of the stories I've seen of um, charges against any of these people for one, just obstructing a roadway, obstructing traffic, but two, for what is false imprisonment. Those people need to be yeah, charged. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Though. But they won't be. But they they believe they, they live under oppression while this mob hijacks a government official and forces him, her, whatever to do their bidding. Yeah, good. More of this, too. This is all yeah. hilarious. Well, it, it, as I conservatives, we should not be condemning stuff like this. We should be encouraging it. This is exactly what this is what the mob wanted in Minneapolis. The police didn't intervene. This is what Andrea Jenkins wanted in Minneapolis. Empowerment of the mob. This is all what they wanted. And yeah, I I can't as much as I hate to see any great American city rot. If this is what the people who live there voted for. That's what you that's what you get. Just don't move to my neck of the woods and vote for that same garbage and expect it to go differently. <laughs> This is amazing. Did anybody expect a cultural collapse to be so hilarious? Th that was a particularly entertaining one. And oh. I only have one small piece that's related that you might enjoy. I wish there was video, but there's not. Last thing I'll mention tonight in Oakland, a television news crew was interviewing Oakland's director of violence prevention. That's a tough job. <laughs> Outside of City Hall on Monday oh. afternoon, just hours after the police chief warned of worsening crime amid police budget cuts. 
two armed robbers showed up and held the news crew up attempting to steal their camera. Remember, we just saw this happen in San Francisco not too long ago. After a scuffle, a security guard for NBC Bay Area, which was the news outlet doing this coverage, pulled a gun and ordered those suspects to leave. They fled without their camera. They didn't steal anything. Nobody was hurt. So it's funny how a gun in the hands of um, a private security person in this case uh, ended the criminal incident. Um, But I'm sure it would have been way better if uh, only the criminals had guns and there was no private ownership whatsoever. If That was just banned. Um, You know, uh, nobody hurt, uh, according to the NBC Bay Area reporter who was victimized. And I searched for footage of the attack, but I couldn't find it. They had a camera rolling and it was kind of knocked around, but you can't really see anything happen. Oh, man. So there's not much to show, unfortunately, at least as far as I've seen. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I should have probably picked something more optimistic to end a pre-4th of July show on, but that's what I got. Why? Uh, what kind of optimism uh, <laughs> do we have to offer people? Hell of a country up. we got going right now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what are you celebrating for Fourth of July? Um, I'm still celebrating the principles on which this country was founded, which I believe I've, I think we've deviated from them. I think all of this is a you clown think? show <laughs> that has abandoned them. That's why. That's why I don't consider it to be um, any sort of hypocrisy or something. I think that all of this is a wild clown show without respect to the values on which this country was founded. So I'm, I'm going to be, Do you believe that there's a feasible return to these values in this country. Uh, by feasible. Do you mean possible? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you mean clean and nice? No. Okay. No. Um, so long as you believe that, but once you stop believing that, then you have to accept that this is what our country is and has become. Well, I think The only pushback I would have on that is that I don't think it's necessarily unique to our country. I think that throughout history, power consolidates and then it uh, it gets torn apart. That's how it happens. And it'd be nice if people would surrender power and decentralize it voluntarily, but they never do. Surrender power, lol. Power concentrates and then it gets split apart. And uh, that's the nature of how these things happen. That's why I, I remain optimistic we will have a future that is more... Uh, closely aligned with how this country was um, founded and and the thought that was behind it. I just, uh, I don't see the trail to get there as being a a happy one. What does that mean? It means that there are a lot of people intent on doing bad things and it's going to take good people to stop those bad things from happening. That was even more vague, but (laughs) I got to watch out for Susan, man. Susan. I got to protect my son, you know, I got a livelihood to protect here. Gosh, she's rounding the bases, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're into the, the final trimester now. So how big is she? Uh, big. I mean, she'll be mad at she's she's got a very visible belly, a big round. Is she like, oh, I, I can't discuss these things publicly. Does her face look any different? Did she have the old blonde bulbous nose, the the old W.C. Fields face? She situation? looks wonderfully beautiful to me. And that's all that matters. That's gay. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Catch oh, up yeah. on chat and we'll call it a night. Um, I got to open up the treasure chest over on DLive. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us over there. Let's see if they let me with DLive acting up tonight. Let's see if it goes. Anyway, I'm waiting. Skag's wife's text incoming. I can feel it. <laughs> I can hear her cackling in the other room. So that's a good sign. I don't think she's <laughs> mad. I think sign. I navigated that well. Uh, 
Charles Yu says, judging by the accuser in the Cobby case, old Bill's got a taste for horse-faced athletes. Somebody <laughs> FedEx that man some quaaludes and give directions to Gwen Berry's house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, I haven't even followed that story. That's the hammer lady who hates this country. Yeah. Is she horse-faced? I don't know. I haven't, um, I haven't looked closely at it. Holden Mulray, Liz Warren advocated in 2007 the creation of the CFPB due to predatory lending and housing. She was a Harvard law professor at the time. What if she had pointed her efforts at student loan debt instead? Let's all think about the good Elizabeth Warren could have done. Uh, I don't know. I mean, student loan efforts. uh, I have a lot of mixed feelings about assistance in paying off debt, Mm. any kind of debt, including student loan. I agree that we were all kind of sold a bill of goods, some false premises about what about the necessity of going to college and what it actually meant. That said, um, when you sign your name to take on debt, it is not someone else's obligation to pay the debt off for you. And um, if you convince somebody like an employer or someone else to gift you a relief of that debt, good for you. But I don't think you can just hook the taxpayer and say, my poor decisions are your responsibility. Yeah. Yep. Um, Eric Burns March since the freedoms the founding fathers fought have been canceled that was a mouthful Mm. it's appropriate that there's no Sunday show this weekend I agree Eric on 4th of July I'll be celebrating what we're going to have to build in the future because this country is toast I have no allegiance to it anymore I don't believe in any of our founding principles and we're screwed so happy 4th of July everybody (laughs) Uh, mostly peaceful gun over Matt and I once made love once made guns sorry but we heard creepy Joe whispering about nuking us. I'm not reading this. I, I'm not. I haven't, let me see it. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Let me you see. Guys, which, which one is this? Mostly peaceful <laughs> gun owner. The second half. I, I won't read it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that, you know, that actually is a good reference. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read it. You read it. The, the gun, gun people will get this. He says, so okay, I grabbed fine. Matt's lower. He says lower half, but I grabbed Matt's lower and um, drilled the third hole, which would be that would be the legal creation of a firearm is is what he means. That's why it's clever. Sorry, the old double entendre. And because it's so clever, I had to give it I had to give it some credit. Long Don John. Matt and I once made love, but that wasn't gay enough. So then Matt and I played football. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what threshold we passed where football is gayer than actual promiscuous anal sex. But here we are. Uh huh. Yeah, here we are. Wolfstar. Are you guys ever going to talk about the nightmare that was the Loudoun County VA teacher board meeting with parents? This story died way too quick. I think I, I think I saw it on Tucker, but I, we did not cover it. It kind of turned over in the news too fast. I do think it's really interesting, and I think it's. I, I'm glad to see local action in this way of people standing up to this sort of garbage. So I do think it's an important story and I'm glad to see what happened there. It sort of fell in a weird spot just for me schedule wise. You know, I've had to take time off this week to take care of some, uh, some baby things and some other channel housekeeping stuff in preparation before the holiday. So I just hasn't really fit into my schedule, unfortunately, but, but yeah, I've followed the story a little bit and, um, and good. Taking local action like that is the best thing any of us can do. So good for them. Furious Dan, buy yourself some fireworks and burgers with these beaver bucks. Since Canada Day is canceled, I'll be celebrating Independence Day instead and twice as hard. Well, enjoy. When is uh, when is Canada Day? Don't they have a holiday like at the same time? I don't know. I don't know anything about Canada. 
Canada Day is, oh, it's to. today. We should have said Happy Canada Day to the Canucks. Shows how much I, I will know. not. I will not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Canadians. Although I know it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Right Wing Death Squad Engineer. Uh, Matt and I once made love since I bought his booty with bath bombs. Oh, that's right. I guess I, I'm free. I guess I can give full credit to this individual since you're bringing it up. Um, right Wing Death Squad sent the greatest gift to... Uh, I hope that she won't be mad at me for revealing this, but he's the one that said it. He sent the greatest gift basically for my wife. It was it was bath bombs, homemade bath bombs oh, nice. that were really funny. But um, he <laughs> he said as a as a um, token of um, well, I don't know, as a, as a good gesture, he also included a giant beef sausage in the package. I'm not really sure what that was supposed to reference, but, you know. It was bath bombs plus a giant Hormel beef sausage from right wing death squad engineer. Huh? Yeah. It was appreciated. Very nice gift. The the bath bombs were handmade. That is nice. Mm -hmm. Thank Uh, you for that. Josh Frost. Matt and I once made love on 4th of July. He mishandled my illegal firework and it exploded. The only one injured was blonde who had to read this. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. Incompetent hands. I will eat the bugs through other animals. I'm down for the pods to educate children. I will take ownership for myself and I will pursue happiness. I will build better back into my community. This is the great restoration. I like it. I like it. That's a great attitude. Great attitude. Mm. Um, Anderson Bush. Oh, actually, I missed one. Wolves Mercy. As a gay guy, if I wanted to see buff dudes smash into each other and toss balls, I just go incognito. Seriously, though, homophobia is dead. LGBT cult uh, just can't let it go or we lose our special status at this point. I'm on blind side. You know, we have a lot of gay subscribers and yeah. none of the none of them are offended by any of this stuff. I feel no, like but, with our audience, it's like being in high school again or something where we can just make jokes and, and nobody and, gets pissed off. And that's how you know that you're truly secure is when yeah. if someone makes a joke at the expense of your group or your lifestyle or whatever that you're like, "Mm, don't really care. That's how you know that you're secure for all these activists like Carl Nassib and the rest saying, I dream of a future where this isn't necessary. Uh, That future is today. Nobody gives a shit. I assure you. They'll have to eventually confront that reality that I think a lot of these activists live in a delusion world where they think people have so much more concern about their everyday life than they really do. Nobody really gives a shit what you do. I guarantee nobody cares what you're doing in your bedroom behind closed doors. And and when they say that we dream of a world where this wouldn't be necessary. No, you don't. You want to be proclaiming your virtue every second that you can. That's all you know. If you actually had to go live a life on your own where you didn't have to be constantly affirmed by everybody all the time, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. That's the only basis for your existence. So it's just a bunch of bunch of nonsense. And I'm glad and thank you, um, Wolves Mercy, for being a good sport about the various jokes and for being secure with yourself and for supporting the show. I am not going to be niggardly. Um, Anderson Bush, under contract for a rural house and acreage with my brother in our home state of Alabama, 45 minutes from two TLMs, just finished BA in philosophy, about to study horticulture and start the family farm. How cool. Excellent. Congrats. How cool. Um, Dubs has been subscribed for close to a year and enjoy your content. Keep on keeping on and I hope you are all well. Peace. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Black magic. Nobody knows what caused the Surfside condo collapse. Really, just look at the names of the architectural firm and structural engineering firm and tell me 
They weren't pinching pennies. Crafty. I see what you did there. I do too. Derek Chauvin is Winston Smith. He will profess his love for Big Brother. Yes, I see a a flogging coming forth. And that's the other thing. I had an emailer email me about this as well. Winston Smith was the name of the Minneapolis guy shot. That's kind of an oddity too. 1984 reference is is his name. Yeah. That's weird. But I guess maybe that is his real name. Um, Pep says, happy fourth of Matt and Blonde. Unbelievably, Phoenix Ammo actually had ammo days after the email. I went ahead and Mm. picked up another 250 rounds. So Matt... You could be all right about the shortage finally ending. Maybe, or maybe the the hoarders have finally hoarded enough. I don't know. Um, I do know that based on news I read and people I've talked to, you're not going to see anything close to the good old days of a couple years ago anytime soon. But, you know, like you found ammo a few days after. I've seen ammo on the shelves around here. That's a lot better than it was six months or a year ago. Yeah. Andy D. Um, hi, Matt and Blonde. I just want to tell you both uh, thank you because of the show. I've met the most incredible person. Mm. We have you two to thank for bringing us together. Thank you both so much. I'm That's so happy to hear it. awesome to hear. All the uh, best to you guys. And Andy, it's on you to uh, now propose sooner rather than later. One, on principle that we need more marriage, but two, because Blonde and I like uh, to claim that we're responsible for marriages out there in the world. So Yeah, and then invite us to your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Steven, I do like going to weddings. Uh, Steven Suarez. In other news, Allison Mack of Smallville fame was just sentenced to three years in prison for her role in Nexium sex cult scandal. Mm. The main juice biatch was sentenced to six years back in September. The Nexium scandal, fascinating. Totally fascinating. Yeah, I, I remember we talked about that a little, but I haven't followed it really closely. Hollywood wasn't um. What was the nature of what she did? Wasn't there a lot of like blackmail or, or grooming? Like, yeah, they made um, all the women like turn over some kind of sex tape as collateral. Oh, OK. Things as collateral. Yeah. Uh, Boogeyman 917. Happy fourth to my favorite two podcasters. Cheers. Cheers to you. Esoteric happy fourth unbound. to you as well. Biden isn't going anywhere. Dems are stuck with his mental implosion for the next three years. Harris is so politically inept with such repulsive personality traits. It'd be a disaster for them to make her president. I know. I know. I know. M yelling. Blonde is completely right again, Matt. Sports ball is a bastion of flaming homosexuality. So will you finally admit defeat, Matt? I feel like he did a bunch of times, but I, it was just unsatisfying, you know? I, I don't know what else to give you. I can't I can't defend the NFL if the NFL won't defend itself. So I concede. I, I got concede. nothing else. Mark Wiseman. U.S. Army Sergeant Daniel Perry indicted by Travis County Grand Jury today for murder and aggravated assault and killing of Garrett Foster during a BLM protest in Texas one year ago. No way. I thought, no, I got to look at that. I did not hear that story, so I'll have to check that out after the holiday here. If people don't remember, that was the AK guy who sat on the street of Austin. These guys are a bunch of pussies. They won't do anything. He's the one who had the... um, disabled girlfriend of color (laughs) and he wait wait r2 dindu 2 oh okay thank you for being uh specific and they they there was a car turning right they all crowded the car this guy with the ak garrett foster rushes the car guy driving the car has a gun army um sergeant daniel perry is his name shoots garrett foster in what looks a hell of a lot like self-defense to me and most observers, I guess uh, the grand jury in Texas disagrees and he's now charged with murder. So that'll be a case to follow up on. Thanks for letting me know. 
Disturbed, 2K7, uh, Ola, Pepsi Cola, happy 10th or 4th. Why would I say that? I'm spending it on leave with my family. God bless you guys and your lovely fans, and God bless America. Hmm. Nah, America. Thank you. Esoteric Unbound. Snowden, who ran off to the Russians with a bunch of intel as a patriot, but Carlson is a fed. You guys are too hipster by half. The NSA hasn't denied anything and is hiding behind the FISA court. Um, I think Snowden did an invaluable service. What is he supposed to do? Stick around and spend the rest of his life in federal, getting ass raped in federal prison for doing the right thing? I used to be a little bit more skeptical or critical of Snowden. And as we've talked about it over time, uh, what he revealed has been adjudicated to be criminal. And as far as I understand, there wasn't a legal mechanism to reveal it. So the choice is supposed to do sit on that. Yeah. As far as I understand the choice, it's be complicit in allowing the crime to continue or commit a crime in revealing it. And, you know, I, I'm not, really keen on all the specific details, but I can understand why someone would make the decision that he did in that circumstance. And I think that the information that we learned is of huge value. So I agree. I'm less critical of him now than I, than I used to be. Danny Montana. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, dude. Um, This one is pretty dicey. Okay. I'll skip that first part. Yes. Blonde dancing with the stars. Cucker is controlled opposition. Happy fourth and hail victory. I forgot he was on there. So was Sean Spicer. It, it's terrible. Don't don't ever watch that. <laughs> I, I wish I could unsee it. It's worse than the cartel videos. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Come on. It is. I would okay. rather watch <laughs> cartel beheadings all day than watch Tucker Carlson on Dancing with the Stars one more time. Okay. Or Sean Spicer. Well, fair enough. Ryan Jackson. Let's get one thing straight. I never owned a slave and I don't see anyone forced to pick cotton anymore. You're wrong. That tranny was picking cotton all day. Before Which one? That car. Oh, the, 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 the Minneapolis one. Yeah, for, for sure. Stars in her crown. Longtime listener, finally catching a live show. Currently 39 weeks and definitely have the face. Trying all the things to get this party started. Hoping for a freedom baby born on the 4th of July. Congratulations. You're going to do great. That would be awesome. Job. And uh, all the best to you and your family. Congrats. Yep. Doesn't matter. Happy 4th. And thanks for the safe space. Be safe or be free. But whatever you do, don't let the bastards get you down. Yeah. You hear that, mom? You hear that? Enjoy your holiday uh, and enjoy your family and enjoy your friends. You know, yep. if we don't do that by our own choice, then what do we got left? You know, I know slosher, our gay Muslim mayor in uh, Calgary extended our mask mandate past the past that of the province during the worst heat wave in our city's history. Oh, oh God. F my life. Happy independence day to our Southern neighbors. That sucks. <laughs> LA just reinstated the mask mandate too, for the Delta variant. So, oh. Good luck to all the newly or not newly um, masked once again, people out there, I suppose. All right, let's catch up with the rest of the chat. We'll call it a night over on D live ETC supporting the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. C2K as well. Giggling spy. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Wild saffron as well. Mr. Mike 100. Appreciate you guys over on Trovo. Chubby stubby says just popping into support at urgent care for being clumsy as clumsy AF. Uh, happy fourth to everyone. Well, I hope, you weren't as clumsy as the uh, L.A. Police Department with the ATF assistance. And I hope all your fingers are intact and all that. Yeah. Thanks for uh, <laughs> tuning in and for gifting subs as well. C2K says, bad taste warning. I heard on the grapevine that rapey old Joe is planning to make Cosby his secretary of state for children. Uh, all right. Maybe Cosby could teach him a trick or two. 
C2K also says, happy, happy fourth, you dirty colonials from your biggest British buddy. Well, I'm glad that we can still get along despite our yeah. historic differences. I apologize for our betrayal. <laughs> Would it have been better if we stuck with the crown, you think? I don't know. The UK these days is pretty rough. doesn't matter. Everybody's paused. It's, it's all I the suppose. same shit, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, over on Tippy Stream, Yukon Don says, have a happy 4th of July weekend. Uh, you as well. Appreciate your support for the show very much. Um, we love waves. you. You're very special. Splitting Wave says, hi, Matt. You're really missing out if you haven't read the Bible. I recommend at least one of the Gospels. They aren't that long. If you want to dive deeper, I recommend Mike Winger's video, The Bible for Beginners, for a good overview. Um, I have read segments in like academic college contexts. Um, not really in like a faith context. So, you know, it's something that I could put some more time to. And that's one of the things I've thought about in considering uh, this kind of faith journey that I've been yeah. on is maybe I should join like a Bible study group or something, yeah. see how that goes. Um, it's so hard to budget time for it with everything going on. I know that's not a great excuse because plenty of people do it. Um, but uh, we shall see. The other difficulty is Sunday for me is like a lot of, a lot of, church stuff tends to be on Sunday. So yeah, it's, it's like work for me. I get up at eight on Sundays and I'm working pretty much all the way through until the show, uh, except for like a lunch break. So maybe I'll figure out some scheduling, uh, once the baby's born and once things settle down a little bit, appreciate yep. it. Thank you. Uh, Goopa, Goopa Goopy says Barack Hussein Obama. He hails from the Congo. He likes to, to tango with his husband's dongo. Well, that's that was a good one. And it wasn't at my expense. I appreciate that. Phil says, happy 4th of July to all my fellow heritage Americans. May your beer stay cold, your BBQ stay hot, and uh, your fireworks not explode in your hands or in your <laughs> explosive prepared truck. I appreciate that. Sordicus says, newlywed wife and I are watching on our honeymoon. Thank you for taking our call last Wednesday. Blonde, check out the hens... Uh, TG for a video about dancing to catch. Oh, dancing to catch the wind as our last wedding song. Thanks for Aww. the Sandy safe space and love to you all. Just, uh, just send us an email and I'll make sure that we uh, both see it. I'd love to see the video if you're willing to share it. Um, and congratulations to you guys. That is very awesome. And um, all the best to, uh, to your new family. Appreciate it guys. Hope you had a great wedding. All right. Yeah. Let me, uh, Give a quick refresh, and I think we're out of here just in time. Somehow this the schedule has been coming together perfectly lately. You know? I know. I was thinking 90-minute show, and here we are. Really proud of myself for that. Oh, I have one more on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Lunderwear had not stopped by in a while. I found a I had a beautiful girl last summer. Just found out we're expecting number two. Wow. And Matt, have you put in for a suppressor yet? Congratulations. That's so no. Great. You know, I thought about it like a year and a half ago and I had meant to and then a whole bunch of things got in the way. Really, I want a 22 suppressor just because they're it's so fun to shoot 22 um, when you don't need to wear ear protection or any, you know, like a 20, a 22 suppressed pistol is, is super fun. So I'd love to have that. I just haven't made the move yet. And in a just and fair world, I wouldn't have to go through six plus months of regulatory bureaucracy to exercise my rights to such things. But maybe someday um but what's more important is congratulations on the growing family and it's it's i was mentioning when we ended the topics man i should have thought of something more optimistic to end the show on that's eh. probably it right there everybody with their marriages everybody with their that's growing true. families yeah. 
none of this stuff matters more than that. I, I you know, your, your country matters. The values on which your country is founded, they matter. But man, like your relationship with your family, your loyalty to your family, the time you enjoy with your family. I don't know that it gets much more important than that other than your relationship with God. If you're someone who cultivates that sort of thing. So, yeah, exactly. um, yeah, I'm glad to hear that people are are doing that. When the world goes to shit, you you turn to your family. So that's true. I'm glad to see everybody building uh, the best future that they possibly can. Okay, anything else from you before we uh, take off? No, thank you guys for joining us on a weird day. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us on uh, a rare. It might be the only Thursday show in the history of the show. I don't know if we've ever done this before, but appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And of course, if you're driving somewhere, you're flying somewhere, if your travels take you someplace where you need more to listen to, we have plenty more up on the website. You can listen to the call-in show replay. Blonde's done a bunch of interviews lately. I've got all that audio up there. MattChristensenMedia.com is the website. You can go there for everything show-related, the show store. You can get in touch with us. You can listen to all the extra material. Appreciate it if you give it a visit. And, of course, the movie reviews you can read there, too. We'll be back to that next week with Blade Runner. Yep. Um, We'll be back next Sunday, July 11th, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great and happy and safe 4th of July. Bye, guys.